The scripture reading for today is from Luke chapter 9, verses 57 through 62. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hands to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Let's just uh, pause and pray again and invite God to speak today from these verses of Scripture. Father, we thank you for your word. We need your Holy Spirit to uh, speak to us from your word, and so we ask that he would do that for us today. In Christ's name, amen. So, as you know, Christians are often described as followers of Christ, right? To be a Christian means to follow Jesus. And the question that I want to explore today is, what does that mean? What, what does it mean to follow Christ? And the verses that Bonnie just read for us from Luke 9, these are verses that are very helpful when it comes to answering that question. Um, the, this passage takes place later in the ministry of Christ, while Jesus is walking from the region of Galilee to the city of Jerusalem. And you read earlier in the chapter that as Jesus is walking to Jerusalem, He knows that He's going to that city to die, to die on a cross. And as He walks along, we read here that He has three very brief conversations with three different individuals. And you'll notice that in each one of these conversations, Basically, Jesus explains to each person a little bit about what it means to follow Him. Did you notice that in each conversation, you see the word follow, right? Verse 57, follow. Verse 59, follow. Verse 61, follow. So what Christ is doing here, He's explaining what it means to follow Him. So what does it mean? Well, I I would say that you can can infer from, from this passage that following Jesus means more than just going to church. Right? It, means, it means more than, you know, just being among God's people. Uh, if, if, let's put, think of it this way. If all that was required for a person to qualify as a follower of Christ is, is for that person to gather with other people who follow Christ, then uh, these three individuals would not have needed any kind of explanation from Christ about what it means to follow Him because they were surrounded by Christ's followers. When when you read through the book of Luke, when you get to chapter 5, from that point on, basically everywhere Jesus goes, He is surrounded by crowds of people, people people who call Him teacher, people who call Him Lord, people who seek His counsel, people who listen to His teaching. So just so we understand this passage, these three people having conversations with Christ, they're not walking with Him in isolation. They, they are, 
you could say, among the great congregation. They, they are traveling surrounded by other people who are following Jesus. So just like you today, just like me today, they were surrounded by the people of God. And yet, based on Christ's words to them, they didn't yet understand what it means to follow Him. So um, following Christ, it means, it, means more than just, it means more than just being in the congregation, more than just being a, a, among God's people. So um, more than just going to church. Example, Vladimir Putin goes to church, all right? It has to mean more than that. All over the world today, there are people in churches. There are people in pulpits of churches today who are not really following Jesus. So what does it mean? It means more than just being among Christ followers. It also means more than just saying the right words. In, in many, uh, many Christian traditions, a lot of emphasis is placed on getting people to say the right words, the right theological statement. So in, in some traditions, this means getting people to learn the catechism. In some traditions, this means people, getting people to recite a creed. In the churches where I grew up, there was great pressure to get people to say what they called this, to, to say the, the sinner's prayer, you know, ask Jesus into your heart, whatever. If you just say the right words, then you're saved. Then you're following Christ. There's a problem with that. If you look at this passage, you could make the case that each one of these people, in, in, they're saying many of the right words, aren't they? The, the second person calls Jesus Lord. The third person calls Jesus Lord. The first person to talk with Jesus, the first person gives basically as clear a confession of faith as you could possibly make. Just says, I will follow you wherever you go. So these are people who are, they're saying the right words, right? And yet they don't yet know what it means to follow Jesus. So, um, giving verbal assent to the correct doctrinal statement. That's not the same as following Christ. You, you, you know, Jesus said in Matthew 7, He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. All right, so what does it mean to follow Christ? It's, it's more than just being among His people. It's more than just being in church. It's more than just saying the right words. So what does it mean? Well, from these uh, brief interactions that Christ has with these people in, in this passage, I, I, the way I look at it, I would say that to understand what it means to follow Christ, it's helpful to keep two words in mind, two words, faith and focus. All right, so first, faith. To follow Christ means to live by faith in Him. It means to trust Him. So the, the first person comes up to Jesus in verse 57 and says, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus responds in verse 58 by saying, Foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Foxes have their little dens, birds have nests, but me, the Son of Man, I have nowhere to lay my head. And it's, it's as if Christ is saying to this person, you know, it's really nice to hear you say that you will follow me wherever I go, but you need to understand that if you follow me, I can't tell you where we're going. All right? The Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. If you follow me, you might sleep under an overpass tonight. You might sleep on a park bench. In other words, Christ is saying, I, I'm not making any promises to you at all about where we're going. If you follow me, trust me. Fo live 
by faith. Now, in the late 1990s, the early 2000s, many Christian young people growing up in evangelical churches were, were taught in their churches that if they refrained from premarital sex, in other words, they, they were not sexually active until they were married, God would give them a great marriage someday to a wonderful partner. One, one woman wrote this, we believe that as long as we waited to have sex, God would bless us with good Christian husbands who met every criterion on the future spouse checklist. In other words, if we just obey God, He will bless us. Now, um, some of those young people, not all of them, but some of those young people later renounced their faith in Christ and left Jesus. And, and it, what happened is they woke up one day and they said, look at me, I'm 35 years old, I'm still single. Where's this husband Jesus promised? Where's this, this wife that Jesus promised? You, you see the problem with that? These, they, were, they were misled, weren't they? Yes, God calls us to sexual purity. Yes, God calls us to holiness. But you know what? Jesus never promised anyone a great marriage. He, he, never, he never promised anyone a perfect family. He never promised a, a, a happy home. He never promised health or wealth or comfort or, or success. He just said, follow me. I'm not, I, I can't tell you where we're going. All right, follow me. Trust me. Live by faith. The Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. If you follow me, you might have nowhere to lay your head. I'm not promising anything. I'm just calling you. Live by faith. Trust me. That's what it means to follow Christ. You trust Him. There's, there's an old hymn. Have you, have you heard this one? It says this, God has not promised skies always blue, flower-strewn pathways all our life through. God has not promised sun without rain, joy without sorrow, peace without pain. But God has promised strength for the day, rest for for the labor, light for the way, grace for the trials, help from above, unfailing sympathy, undying love. This person comes to Christ and says, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus says, fine, I'm happy to hear you say that, but I can't tell you where we're going. I, I'm not promising anything. If you want to follow me, trust me, obey my word, heed my teaching, stay by my side, but you have to live by faith. Back in uh, 1968, there was a, a na an intelligence officer in the Soviet Navy whose name was Alexei Beloborodov. I love saying that name, all right? And this man, Alexei, because of his high rank in, in, the, in the Soviet Navy, he had access to a, to a shortwave radio. And so one day he was listening on this radio to broadcast from other parts of the world, and he heard a Christian um, broadcast. He heard for the very first time in his life, he heard the gospel. He, 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 he heard that he, he had fallen short of God's glory. He was facing God's judgment, but God loved him so much that Jesus, the Son of God, died in his place. He heard this, and it just it, it, he, it blew his mind. He was amazed. He repented of his sins. He started tr trusting Christ, and, and when, he, when he did this, he had no idea what that would mean for him. There was no church to attend. He didn't have a Bible. He didn't meet another Christian for the next seven years. He just, he just knew this, Jesus loves me, I follow him. Jesus loves me, I follow him. When it became known um, among his peers that Alexei 
was following Jesus. He lost his commission in the Soviet Navy. He was booted out of, out of the military. His wife left him. All of his children disowned him. He spent years living in just abject poverty, homelessness, um, working in menial jobs. He just kept following Jesus. He never promised anything. I don't know where we're going, but he loves me. I'll follow him. They, they say that... Um, Years later, near the end of his life, Alexei was now a very old man. He'd, he'd lived for years in poverty, just trusting, following Jesus. And he was visited by a missionary, a Christian missionary. He welcomed this man into his home. They he gave him a simple meal. They prayed together. And then before this, this missionary could leave, this, this, this old man, Alexei, went back into his closet, and he pulled out a box, and he, he came out, and he opened it up. And inside was a medal that he had won for bravery fighting the Germans in World War II. It, it said, for valor in battle. And he took this medal and he handed it to this missionary and said, I'd like you to have this as a gift. And the missionary said, I, I, this, I'm honored that you would present this, but I can't receive this. This is too precious. You risked your life to win this. And, and, and the missionary says that this old man, Alexei, just smiled at him and said, I'm going home soon. I won't need it there. Listen, when you follow Jesus, something like that begins to happen in your life. You're so amazed with this message. He loved me. He died for me. I follow him. He didn't make any promises. I don't know where this will lead. He has nowhere to lay his head. I might have nowhere to lay my head. But wherever he leads, wherever he calls, I trust him. I trust him. I wonder, would, would that describe your life? You're just saying, I, I don't, no promises. He's not, he's not promising anything, but I trust him. I follow him. So what does it mean to follow Christ? First, faith. You live by faith. Second, focus. And by that, I mean that your focus, your central focus becomes the the righteousness and the kingdom of God. Now, you'll notice in this passage, the second, the second person and the third person, they, they really have a, a, a lot in common. You'll notice two things they have in common. Both of these people are very eager to follow Jesus, right? They agree to follow him. And, but both of these people say that they have something else that they, they have to do first, right? So the, 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 the person in verse 59 says, Lord, first... Let me go first and bury my father. And that, that probably means he's saying, my parents are entering the final years of their life. I would like to stay home and care for my parents through this, this coming season. And, you know, a few years from now when I've handled these family responsibilities, then I'll follow you. But the point is, I, I, let, me, let me deal with this first. And then the person in verse 61 says something very similar. says, I, I'll follow you, Lord, but first... Let me say farewell to those in my home. I just need to go tell my family that I'm, that I'm leaving. So both these people, they're willing to follow Christ, but something else has to come first. And, and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of shocked by how harsh Jesus is in his answer to them. Did it kind of hit you that way? He said, let the dead bear their own dead. Who says that, right? You know, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. Why is he so harsh? Is it, listen, is there anything wrong with caring for your family? Is there anything wrong with loving your parents? No, of course not. 
we should love our parents. We should care for our families. The problem with these people, and this is a serious one, is that one little word they say, first, I'll follow you, Jesus, but something else comes first. So easy to slide into that way of thinking, isn't it? We all struggle with that. I'll follow Jesus, but something else comes, comes first. And listen, to follow Christ means, yes, you live by faith, but it means your focus, your cent- the central object of the affections of your heart is God. You live for His kingdom, for, for His kingdom first. One scholar writing about these verses said this, what we learn from this passage is that it is impossible to serve Christ with a divided heart. You ever try to do that? You know, part of my heart loves Jesus and part of my heart is, is focused on something else. It's impossible to serve Jesus with a divided heart. It says Jesus will not share his throne with anyone. No, not even with our dearest relatives. He must have all of our hearts or he will have none of it. That's pretty hard stuff, isn't it? Following Christ means our focus is God and His kingdom. God comes first. Now, that, that, will, that will necessitate making some really hard decisions sometimes in life, won't it? I'm, I'm looking at some of you. I know you've made some really hard decisions. Is God going to come first or family? Is God going to come first or career? God going to come first or, or whatever? Jesus says, God's kingdom must come first. And you may have friends who would say to you, wow, if, that, if, that's what, if that's what it means to follow Jesus, count me out. That sounds horrible, right? I mean, you know, you have to heed God's word. You have to obey God's commands. You have to sacrifice for his cause. You have to, you know, you have to endure hardship for Jesus. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I, I guess it does if you're going to put it that way, right? But... In my experience, those people who've really come to know Jesus, they never put it that way. It would be like me saying this. Do you know what I had to do last night? And this is true, by the way. Do you know what I had to do last night? After a long, hot day, I had to go back outside again. I had to leave my apartment. I had to walk all the way down 34th Avenue to to Rainy Park. I had to walk through Rainy Park all the way past Costco. I had to walk into Socrates Sculpture Park all the way around that park. I had to walk all the way back up Broadway to 21st Street. I had to turn right, walk all the way back. I had to walk over a mile last night. Doesn't that sound horrible? Well, yeah, if you put it that way, I guess it does. But I wouldn't put it that way. I would say, do you know what I got to do last night? I got to go for a walk with my best friend. We shared an ice cream cone together. She even let me hold her hand. I'm talking about my wife in case, in case you're worried, all right? <laughs> I, I, I got to walk with my best friend. Listen. When you get to know Jesus, yes, you have to live by faith. Yes, you have to put God's kingdom first. But you you could, I guess, describe this as a long, difficult journey because it is long, and let's face it, sometimes it's difficult. But when you come to know Jesus, you don't describe it that way. You say, "I'm, I'm walking with my best friend. He really loves me. He'll never leave me. 
No matter what he calls me to face, I won't face it alone because he'll be right there by my side. If I fall down, he won't make fun of me. He'll help me get back up again. If I, if I fall into sin, he won't scold me. He'll forgive me and restore me. If I'm, I'm, yeah, it's a long trip, but I'm walking with my, with my best friend. So, so, listen, if the idea of following Christ just sounds like so repulsive to you, I would suggest you need to get to know who Jesus is. You need to just say, Lord, would you please introduce me to your son? I need to know him because it's so different. What strikes me about this passage, did you notice Jesus, Jesus does not say, follow the Bible, follow the rules, follow my religion. He doesn't say that. He says, follow me. Walk with me. It's going to be hard. I'm not telling you where we're going. We'll, we'll put the kingdom first. But you'll never be alone. You'll never be unloved. You'll never be abandoned. You'll never be forsaken. You'll be with me. And that's what he's calling us to. Do you, do you hear me? It will be hard, but we'll be with him. People might reject us, but we'll be with him. There will be sacrifices, but we'll be with him. If you follow Jesus... When you follow Jesus, you get Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I, I pray that you would introduce yourself through the Spirit to anyone here who doesn't yet know you. And for those of us who have had the privilege of coming to know you, I pray that again today you would Remind us of your unfailing, unending love for us. I pray that we would hear clearly your call to follow you, that we would not back away from it, but that we would know that as we follow you, we find joy, because as we follow you, we find you. And I pray this in your name. Amen.